Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Time now for our Washington reports where we'll talk about some of the headlines out of the United States, including whether or not age will be a huge factor for U.S. President Joe Biden's re-election bid. Plus uh, the possibility of former U.S. President Donald Trump getting a pardon if he's convicted. Let's uh, dive into these headlines with Steve Elkin, Senior Advisor, McLarty Associates. Steve, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm great. You know, Singapore is hosting the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework negotiations this week. So 14 countries here, and I'm excited to be part of it. What will you be doing as part of it? Well, mainly as the business delegations, the negotiators want to meet with us. They want to know what's happening from a business perspective, an economic perspective. What is it that can be done to help facilitate investment and trade uh, in the region? And so they want to know what's going on out on the ground. And I'll be I'll be part of that effort with dozens, if not hundreds more. Wow, that should be quite fun. And I'm sure we'll hear all about it when you speak with our good friend uh, Glenn Van Zutphen over the weekend as well. But Steve, let's uh, let's talk about U.S. President Joe Biden's re-election bid. There is this debate that came up a couple of years ago, and it looks like it's coming up again. Debates over his age. I mean, in this day and age that we live in, is it really that important anymore? Well, I think Americans think so. I think Americans want to make sure that their president is, you know, mentally sharp, has the physical energy to do the job can handle not not one or two things or three things at once, but dozens and dozens of things at once as as he has to go up against, you know, in this case, the Republicans in the House against Putin, against Xi Jinping. So they're worried. Americans are worried that, you know, maybe Joe Biden at 60 or even 70 was up to the test, but they question whether he is going to be up to the task at 82. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't question, uh, I'm not American and technically uh, not a lot of vested interest, but I don't question the mental ability. He looks sharp to me. Physically, yeah, I do pity the guy. It's a lot, you know, at that age to be a president. Uh, the question of whether or not this is a wise move from the Democrats, let me rephrase it. Is it a case of it's a wise move or it's the best move they can make? It's not like there are other candidates. Well, look, there could be other candidates. Yeah, the question yeah. is, is it, look, is it a wise move for the Democrats to nominate Biden? I think the easier answer is, is it a wise move for the Republicans to nominate Trump? Uh, <laughs> we'll get to him. <laughs> and that's looking like where it's headed. And so if you're a Democrat, you say, yeah. well, look, you know, Donald Trump's no spring chicken either. And, yeah, yeah. you know, look, and you watch King Charles III get inaugurated and you look on with envy as a 74-year-old mm. gets to be head of state in a country where we're going to be above that, regardless of who wins. So mm. if the Republicans do nominate Trump, you know Biden beat him once. You think that Biden can beat him again, that he can attract the independents, and in particular those, you know, suburban women who are completely turned off by Donald Trump. So, yeah, if it's Trump, Democrats may be making a good choice to nominate Biden again. Okay, so you, you brought up the uh, the Donald Trump thing. You brought up Biden. You know, maybe there should be, they could be younger candidates. I want to get your opinion on this. Why didn't we spend, we as in the Democrats or the Republicans, spend the past couple of years building that ideal candidate, that young candidate to step forward? Well, look, I mean, the Republicans do have young candidates, and they have stepped forward. And you look at, you know, two from South Carolina alone, one state has two good candidates for the Republicans, Nikki Haley, uh, the former 
governor and member of President Trump's cabinet and Tim Scott, the, the sitting senator. So you do have good candidates who've been built up on the Republican side, and you certainly do Democratic side of well. Democrats are very excited about Governor Whitmer in Michigan. We have two Democrats have two new governors in Pennsylvania and Maryland who people are excited about. Yet we have this you know, gerontocracy at the top of our parties that isn't getting out. And so we've got a long jam. Okay, I'll say it. It's us old people who can't let go. Ellie, <laughs> <laughs> yep. you are, a, you are, speaking of spring chickens, you are a spring chicken. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's so. true. That is very, very, very true. I cannot debate that. But um, let's talk about Donald Trump then. I mean, the criminal justice system has begun bringing charges against the former president. Only a matter of time before he gets convicted of something. Thing, anything uh, will he be pardoned what what kind of questions that, does that bring up against the country's political system well, I, mean, like the, the, I think literally the last time a former president has been arrested it was when Ulysses Grant was charged with being in a horse-drawn carriage drunk careening through the streets of Washington DC in the 1800s so we're in totally uncharted territory here uh, and now People historically had always said that Gerald Ford's pardon of Richard Nixon was a good thing for the country. It allowed the United States then to move beyond Watergate, move beyond the Nixon and to move forward. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of historians are saying maybe it wasn't such a good move. Maybe Nixon shouldn't have been pardoned and had Ford not pardoned Nixon. It would have shown that there are criminal consequences for presidential actions that it would have set a much different precedent and Trump would have been looked at differently. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Biden would pardon Trump if that ends up if, if Trump ends up being convicted of a federal crime and Biden happens to be president. I think the country's taking a different lesson now from what it took in the 1970s. Mm. Getting drunk on a carriage was something I really wanted for my bachelor's <laughs> night. Too yeah. bad I didn't get charged for that. Steve, um, let's talk about China's foreign minister, Ching Gang, um, saying it is imperative to stabilize Sino-U.S. relations. I'm sure a lot of people will agree. Problem is, there's a thorny issue by the name of Taiwan. What are the chances that someone's going to take a step back here? Well, not only do you have the thorny issue of Taiwan, but you look at what China's doing now when it comes to the business community. They've shut down the office of the Minsk Group, which is a due diligence firm uh, in Beijing, which looks at when, when American companies and other other companies and investors want to invest in China, they hire a firm like Minsk to see what is the background of who they're trying to invest in. And they shut that office down and arrested five Chinese employees of the Minsk Group. And as far as we read in the newspapers, no one knows what they've been charged with mm. or where they're being held. They've also investigated Bain for looking at what we understand to be the impacts of decoupling between the U.S. and China. So China is sending a lot of signals that they don't want investment if it is going to be done in any uh, in any other terms besides the Chinese. And so there are a lot of issues that, that people are watching as opposed to just listening. And we haven't seen a stabilization of, of Sino-U.S. relations. And Taiwan is, is hopefully bottomed out for now and that the U.S., China, and Taiwan will all figure out how to keep the status quo. And, you know, we've had peace 
you know, across the straits, and, and let's hope that that maintain that that, that can be maintained. But it, it's getting harder and harder. So you, you mentioned at the start of our conversation that you're going to be involved with many delegates uh, from around the world talking about economic relations uh, here in Singapore uh, later this week. And it begs the question: I mean, you, you look at us in Singapore and how a lot of people are coming here, taking it as a bit of a hub for for these sort of conversations. I mean, can the world live with U.S.-China competition? I mean, how healthy is or how much is too much? Well, competition is good, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole free market yeah. is based on that. Competition is good. And China has done a very good job in terms of its economic integration, being part of the regional comprehensive economic partnership uh, with China and the, the 10 ASEAN countries. The U.S. is not part of any uh, regional trade agreement because it walked away okay. from the TPP. So hopefully the IPAF, the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, with the U.S. and 13 other countries, including Singapore, will allow some balance because you'll have the U.S. here and you'll have China here and you'll hopefully have healthy competition that doesn't veer off into confrontation. And that's the C we, we really want to avoid. All right. Uh, final issue, not a happy one, uh, Steve. Uh, Texas ball shooting where nine uh, were dead, including the gunmen. The police apparently still seeking motive. I think investigations are still ongoing. But uh, I got shocked as I read this. The 199th gun massacre of this year. I mean, the wake up call was uh, 199 massacres ago and, and we're still in this situation. What do you make of all of this? You can only you can only shake your head in sadness at yeah. it. it. In the state of Texas, in the past two years, right. there have been more than a dozen mass killings of four or more people. And what has Texas done? Texas has increased access to firearms yep. in that in that period. They have done away with permits require with, with permits where you would need to have one to carry handguns. They lowered the age when adults can mm. carry handguns. From 21 to 18, and so they're saying, "Oh, there's nothing we can do. This is a mental health issue." Look, of course, someone who is a white supremacist who would execute eight people, which is what we presume happened in this instance, that person has mental health issues. But you want to keep the AR-15 away from him too, yes. and. We just are, uh, it, it's getting to the point where people are really going to lose it even more and it's going to make the politics in the U.S. even more divisive than it is. Hey, you wonder how bad the politics can get if something more drastic were to happen. I mean, how much more drastic can, can it get, exactly. right? Yeah, what, what you can't have an absolute drastic? power, you know, make that decree that, okay, no more guns. And then there's another question, hey, we've given the so-called president of that type of president uh, too much power. Yeah, no, I mean, we, it, 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 it gets all, it, it gets into cultural issues, yeah. it gets into legal issues, but it gets into common sense. And yeah. it's just something that the American people have got to wake up on. It's the one, I'm, it, Elliot, is the thing whenever I, I get asked, this always, you know, about U.S. and what's happening in U.S. society, U.S. politics, is the one thing that there's no explanation mm, for that mm. anybody can understand uh, in Singapore or anywhere else in the world yeah. for that matter. I'm going to put common sense on my resume next time because it seems like I got a lot more of it than uh, certain people in other parts of the world. <laughs> you're, you have common sense and you're young. You know, thank <laughs> you're, you're, two, you're two for two. Oh, right. gosh, Steve. Uh, thanks for the encouragement there. Steve Oaken, Senior <laughs> Advisor, Mike Larty, Associates, good friend of ours uh, here at Money FM 89.3. Steve, thank you for your time. Take care and have a great Monday evening. Always, you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.